TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hour number one of the get right with Reggie KG on 105. Three of the fan. Kevin Gray. Reginald Atatula. Rigo Mendoza holding down for you here on your turn it on. Leave it on station. Home of the Cowboys at Texas Rangers. 105. Three of the fan. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we are with you for the next four hours here on this Thursday. And I appreciate you joining us, however, and wherever you may be listening to us at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula. If you want to get at us on Twitter, coming up in 19 minutes, live from Oxnard, California. John Mashota of the Athletic going to be joining us, giving us his Day two takeaways from Cowboys training camp. John Mashota, the athletic, coming up in 19 minutes here on 105 through the fan. And at 8 o'clock tonight for the entire 8 o'clock hour, Aisha Morrison of DallasCowboys.com live in studio. Real Cowboys heavy today. Looking forward to having her in studio again, recapping what was day two of camp. We'll have plenty of Cowboys talk throughout the course of our four hours here, including at 9 o'clock, Reggie continued his Cowboys rewatch of the 2022 NFL season that included the Giants and the Washington Commanders, Josh Harris. Uh, now we'll have a take a look at that at 9 o'clock. But, Reg, what's going on? I heard you was kicking it down in, uh, in Houston yesterday. Yeah, that's yesterday. right. That's right. I got on my soccer on. I know that, you know, football was coming around the corner here. Mm-hmm. I had to get a little soccer on, though. Mm-hmm. Um, as Manchester United and Real Madrid where, you know, they're doing their preseason tour and they played in Houston. So I went down, did that, and obviously had an opportunity to hang out with some friends as well. Mm-hmm. And that was a good a good time. And apparently that, that had me miss some stuff. I missed a few things. Across the street? Yesterday. Yeah. Was that a, Technically not across the street. I That's, know how people kind of think that those are all in the same place. Yeah. The football stadium is not next to where the basketball and the um, Minute Maid Park is. Uh, places are. It's not that far, though. It's not that far. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. So down the road, though. It was some fireworks. You can say that. Yeah. At, Brother. Uh, at Minute Maid Park. Like, I came, because also, um, I guess I'm exposing myself in some ways. Uh, I ain't got I ain't got the fire phone plan. <laughs> uh, when you, Not when, the fire phone plan. Right. <laughs> you know you know the fire phone plans is like, I get service wherever. You know what I mean? It don't matter. Uh, I had I was in a building with sixty seven thousand other people. Mm-hmm. My service was not it was slow as you know what, right? Like I <laughs> look, I'd have been faster sending out carrier pigeons. You feel me? Oh, it was so, like that. It was yeah. that slow for you? So in the parking lot, sitting in the uh, in the traffic that is getting out of a major event, y'all know what that is like. Um, it wasn't until we finally kind of got going, got out to you know 
got on pace on one of these highways that I was able to actually check my phone. And I was like, first of all, the Rangers did what to the Astros? Uh huh. And then uh-huh. second of all, I was like, oh, they was fighting? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's because Marcus Simeon let Framber Valdez low. Hey, uh, let me reintroduce uh, myself. First lead here tonight for Laoti. He's up to 48 RBIs, and here's Marcus sending one high into the sky, deep into the Crawford boxes. Marcus Simeon turning first, and he's staring at Fromber Valdez. He clobbers his 15th home run of the year, and the Rangers now lead it by the score of 6-3. to three. Of course, Matt Hicks on the call last night as your Texas Rangers Whooped that ass in Houston oh boy. against the Houston Astros. It's a win that they needed, though, uh, last night against the Houston Astros. Before we even get into all of the shenanigans, and mm-hmm. I will call them that, the shenanigans, mm-hmm. um, does this – obviously, you lost the series to the Astros. The Astros won a couple of one-run um, games. Mm-hmm. Does putting them – you know, beating – the you know what out of them? I had to stop myself. I was so close. To uh, <laughs> does beating the you know what out of them make you feel better about losing the series, especially in a couple of close games? And with Framber Valdez on the mound, right? Like they're they're you know I guess they're a- ace at this point. He's one of the better pitchers in the AL. Um, you put up thirteen of them things on them in his start, right? Like how, how does that make you feel? Does that balance out for you, or is it still kind of a you lost the series? type of situation anytime you could be Houston in that ballpark and shut them fans up for at least a night or so uh, it's always a good day and more importantly you came out of Houston with a two-game lead in the AL West because it was starting to look like you might give up all three and walk out of Houston as you get ready to travel to San Diego for a weekend series against Juan Soto and them boys uh, tied atop the AL West that did not happen the Texas Rangers did what they did in a 13 to 5 beat them down mm. at Minute Maid Park last night. And the reason why we bring this up, because one of the things that has made baseball great, makes sports great in general, is the rivalries that come with some of these teams across these sports. And you felt like last night. Did you feel like that? That these two teams, they don't like each other. And okay, yeah, that one. That one yeah, came through a yeah, bit. yeah, that came through. And more so for me because Marcus Simeon, who was very professional, uh, he was out there doing a little bit of jaw jacking. Like, hold on now. If Marcus Simeon. He was talking that talk. Talking that said. talk. Mm-hmm. Now, you mm-hmm. know there's an issue that's happening. Now, I would have an issue too if I took a 90 some mile or fastball, you know, near the dome, close to the dome, as he took one off the shoulder from Valdez last night. But I think for me, it was fun to see the Rangers pick themselves up after losing two tough games where calls weren't going their way. The officiating, replay officiating was not going their way as well to have a kind of performance that they did last night against Houston. Okay, so the the performance itself made me happy. Like, I love being able to see the offensive explosion from a team, especially against a team, a, a pitcher that's good. Like, just always good to see that. And obviously, it it would have been really problematic to lose another one, to have an entire sweep against the Astros. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like when we talk about the you know the matchup there, but quite literally just the standings. You do not want to give up that much ground to the Astros, who are you know starting to get better. They're getting some of their players back. Jordan and um, Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve both played in this game, and you still beat that. You know what? Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Yes, that was the great part of it. The other part about this is like now about the restoring the feeling. Does this is the rivalry 
on and popping in a real way because the tough thing about it, and everybody around these parts knows this, like when the Rangers were doing their thing, the Astros stunk. They were they were in that you know time period where they might say that you know they were they were intentionally tanking to try and build a team, and some might say they were just stinking up the joint. Right, regardless, <laughs> no need to parse that. Then when they hit their you know their thing mm-hmm, over there, mm-hmm. um, the Rangers were going through a little bit of times um yep. and now there's kind of this leveling out where both teams are vying for the al west it feels and, like we kind of settled in now yeah so like there's the, there's the natural i guess quote-unquote rivalry of john you know trying to win the al west but like rivalry means something more than just trying to beat each other in the standings mm-hmm. does this feel like a clear uh jump off of jump off of that or was this something else because i don't i'm not certain man this felt like it felt like trying like it felt like they was putting on almost well what makes a good rivalry right two teams that don't like each other two teams that are really good two teams that are always playing for something whether the two teams have winning records or not there's always a feeling there that you just want to beat the brakes off the other one sure and it feels like at least with this series with the stakes that were coming into it and now coming out of it as we get ready to turn the calendar from july to August that these two are setting up for a stretch run that is going to determine who's not only going to make the AL who's going to win the AL West obviously but also these two teams could see each other in the playoffs as well again fair enough so to me this was kind of a prelude to what we can see not only in August but possibly in the playoffs as well and if that kind of intensity brought it out of Marcus Simeon in that way and then uh Rigo hit me with cut number three Adolis Garcia said, I'm going to go grand on Houston myself to put a stamp on the win last night. The 1-1 pitch. Swing and a high drive. Deep left field. Sailing way out of here. Onto the glass. Adolis Garcia. Touch them all. Grand slam for Adolis. And the Rangers now lead it 13-3. 1-1 pitch. Matt Hicks, play-by-play bear for the Texas Rangers. It's always so fun when he's excited. When he's, yes. like, genuinely into a game, yes. he sounds like a kid again. It's fun. Uh, no, nah, yeah, man, I think it's a fair point you make about uh, Marcus Simeon, who is, like, he never seems to get too high. Mm-hmm. And so to see him get energized, it was a really cool thing. So I mentioned that I was in a stadium mm-hmm. as this game was happening. So, like, I will lay that online. I was, did not see this live. So when I found out about this, I was like, yo, what happened? And what happened? And so I had to piece this together. Did you have an opportunity to see actually how this came together? So I had to find out kind of the way that you did, because last time was my, you know, nine-year wedding anniversary. So, so me and the wife and I, you know, Look we, at were, you. we were doing anniversary Nine things. years? Nine years. Wow, y'all doing it for real, man. Man, listen. <laughs> listen. And they're in the year tier 10 of marriage. It's a, it's, it's a feat uh, for sure. But as I was watching, I was like, okay, now how did all this come together? Because, again, Simeon is a mild-mannered kind of dude. And for him to get a little intense, it's like, okay, something must have happened. Also, real like real upstanding. Yes, gentlemen. yes, very so, much so. I, I personally, I've taken his story as Bible. Okay. Um, and y'all let us know on the text line, 877-881-1053. If anything that we are going over is wrong or if you have any input on like how this went to help us understand it better, please do. Oh, like this text real quick uh, from the 469. Watching the Rangers last night made me feel like they had that swagger you need to win it all. Nice guys rarely get it done okay okay Okay. all right i I, I liked the motivation of it because as it as it was relayed to me via marcus simeon Mm -hmm. i I made that sound like me and marcus was talking y'all cool like that no absolutely not um (laughs) hit me up marcus we can we can why not hey um no but he says and i quote obviously andrew did not try to hit your don because andrew heaney early in the game 
hits. In fact, the first inning hits Jordan Alvarez in the right shoulder, right? So he's saying, obviously, Andrew didn't try to hit Jordan. I can't speak to that, but, you know, I think you 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 saw <laughs> yeah. the replay. The intent doesn't look like it was there. Okay. There was no intent. I Again, I'm taking Marcus Simeon's word as Bible. Mm-hmm. Upstanding gentleman hasn't said anything that I would, you know, kind of scrunch my nose at. So, cool. And then he says he gets hit with a four-seam fastballer, fastball from a sinker baller. So, yeah, this dude typically throws down. You throwing up and fastball. That makes me think that that was very intentional. I see where you see it talking about Marcus. So, he says he felt like it was on purpose. He walked to first base, and he ended up scoring on the home run. So, as he's coming around home plate, Martin Maldonado, the catcher for the Astros, he says to Martin, we're going to win this game. Now, first of all, let's press pause. That's spicy, man. <laughs> That's spicy. He's like, I know y'all tried to hit me. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just letting y'all know. We're going to win. Uh-huh. Whatever y'all doing, don't worry about it. We got this. We're going to win, right? Yeah. So that's where Mar- that's where, um, that's where Marcus Simeon leaves it there. Then um, he says that they proceed to score 11 runs after that. And he said, I told you. And then he ended up out of the game. That is the way that he laid it out, right? With that being the case. Martin Maldonado, I feel like he's putting on, right? Like the the idea, because Adolis hits the hits the grand slam. Yeah. He's I guess someone felt like he was pimping it. He's, you know, he was taking too long to admire. I mean, he his put work, some sauce on it. You know? No, and nothing wrong with that sauce either. Put some sauce on it though. And then when he came back around, Martin Maldonado, I guess, had some words, and it felt like he was he was in his feelings. Is that how you like I, I mean, I would be too if I was getting the brakes beat off me in my home ballpark and watching two dudes crank one, you know. One over the glass, and then another one who told me we was gonna win this game. And next, you know, his teammates back him up. And next, you know, we walking out the door with a fifteen to three, you know, loss on our hands. It felt like trying hard though, right? Like you, you, you know, you kind of, you kind of. Who are we talking about here? Martin Maldonado, who was also, I think he's batting like one sixty five on the season. Right. And what team are we talking about here? Hey, buddy, get your weight up. Um, but we're talking about the Astros. It here. felt like Martin was putting on, and that's why I'm like, is this is this a rivalry thing, or is it is that more case towards the rivalry that they're they're finding ways to be upset and trying to make it into a thing when it's not a thing? From the nine four zero, he stomped on home with both feet, and that was the issue. Talking about Simeon, who cares? After what he had had transpired with him getting hit, and here's the thing. This gets me to something that I'm kind of over with when it comes to, you know, the quote-unquote purists of the game and those who want to see the un, you know, unwritten rules of baseball continue to be followed. Look, man, it's 2023, okay? There's a lot of style and a lot of profile in Ric Flair. There's a lot of things that are happening. He's let these guys celebrate what's happening on the field. And if there's a little sauce to it, as someone who feels like looking at the rivalry who said – on the text line, because they were excited about it. Where did it go? I'll find it here in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, from the 817. Bro, I was watching it live, and I was so pumped. Man, literally by myself, screaming in my living room. Like, that's the kind of excitement that you get when you watch these guys show that kind of level of joy on the field and a little bit of, you know, a little bit of rivalry okay. comes out in that so, way. So, so I'm fine with it. That's how we're ruling it. We're saying, look, man, this is definitely rivalry time, man. Like, this, it's on and popping. It felt that way to me. Because, I mean, obviously winning that game helps you solidify or, like, you know, normalize what was happening there as it was a little bit of a slide happening. And now you still have maintained a two-game lead over the Astros in the division. Um so like it could have it could have gone it could have gone bad it could have been a one game lead right it could have been entirely in a different space it could have evaporated entirely <laughs> so man it might it might be on I, look which if that's the case I'm because having, they're getting healthier the yes, Astros are they are but the Rangers are heading towards the trade deadline and they could be making some moves themselves when it comes to trying to acquire some starting pitching thanks Los Angeles 
Um, but at the same time, this is what now this means. There is legitimate stakes that are at play here as we turn the calendar from July to August. These two have set themselves up for what's going to be a hell of a run over the next two months to determine not only who's going to make, win the AL West, playoff seeding, and again, as I mentioned earlier, these two teams could see each other possibly in the AL playoffs again. So if this was any kind of precursor to what's going to be happening, it should be one fun ride for the next two months between the Rangers and the Astros. But I just thought it was something that we had to bring to the table because, look, man, the Rangers have given us a lot of reasons to have fun this summer, and this team was able to salvage a win in that series. A team, as we see in the American League, the best run differential in the American League, and not just that, in all of Major League Baseball. Fun night last night, even if you lost two out of three in that series. Yeah, I, I think that that was exactly the taste that you needed in order to make, you know, the whole series go down smooth. Um, let's let the text line, you know, determine kind of what's happening here. Uh, from the 8-3-2, they said, uh, where was all that when they were losing the last two games? Easy to act hard when you're up. Okay, I seems like Astros fan. Uh, from the 2-8-1, Astros fan here. Let's get this rivalry going. Okay. It will be great for the state and game. All right, some folks there. Um and then let's see, from the 510, they said they were on the way home from Houston watching uh, with their wife when Simeon hit the two run homer. They went bananas in the car. Their kids thought they were crazy. So it seems like everybody's in on the idea that this is like full rivalry time. And someone else is making just the point like, hey, man, it's fun. Even if you, there's some people that are still skeptical, and there's reasons to be skeptical, right? Like, you know, the starting rotation isn't, isn't as start strong as you'd hope. The bullpen still needs some arms, and these are things that must be addressed by Chris Young. At the trade deadline, but even if you do not think the Astros, or sorry, the Rangers ultimately win the division and then that the Astros do, it's still really fun to be at the end of July, turning the calendar into August, and there is this level of excitement intangibly around the Rangers, and reasonably so. The next time the Rangers see the Astros will be Monday, September 4th, Tuesday, September 5th, and Wednesday, September 6th. Let's go. At Globe Life Field. All right. That's the final time those two teams get together will be September 3rd through the 6th. Excuse me, September 4th through the 6th at Globe Life Field. I hope people are marking it down on their calendars. That should be that should be a fun one in stadium. I know Bassick is ready. Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, Bassick is turned up and ready for this. It's the Get Right or Reggie KG right here on 105.3 of the Fan. Coming up next, John Mashota of The Athletic live in Oxnard, California, joins us to talk all things Cowboys day two of training camp. We'll do that next on 105 through the fan. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reg and Latitula. Yo. Regal Mendoza holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Camp and on YouTube as well. Search 105.3 The Fan on YouTube and hit the subscribe button while you are there. Coming up in 16 minutes, we'll go around the National Football League where a rash of injuries are the story in day two of training camp. Uh, for some teams, as Jalen Ramsey suffering an injury that we'll detail coming up next segment. Right now, though, we go live to Oxnard, California. You can find him on Twitter covering the Dallas Cowboys for the Athletic at John Mashota. He is the sun-baked John Mashota. John, what's going on? Just living the dream. Well, Mashota, we need to start first, as you know, KG mentioned, injuries are taking over the NFL. Everybody good? Is everybody good? Yeah, you good? I'm good. <laughs> I uh, I would say probably not as good for Donovan Wilson and Israel Mukwamu, but nothing on that Jalen Ramsey level. But um, I will say this, uh, there will not be any blaming of the fields this year because in my time covering the Cowboys, this is the best shape these fields have ever been in. Uh, so... That's a good thing for the Cowboys, but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing major to report. Have you been doing any tackling drills? We've seen that some of the media members, maybe <laughs> on the beach at times, have been doing tackling drills. Have you been getting involved Slater. in any of this? You know, I saw some video of that, and uh, I, I'm, I just, I'm sorry, I missed out on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. They were turning it up to that level on a on a Wednesday night, but here we are. <laughs> I like Mashota keeping it low. He's like, man, I don't know. Look, I don't be turning it up like that, man. I got work to do. John, look, John has to day. rest his fingers so that he can go back out there and get Yo. these perfect videos all the time. Okay, so question when it comes to that. Okay, we know. Now, Hellman was in studio with us a couple weeks ago, and he ceded the throne to you when it came to Cowboys training camp video. Do you humbly accept that throne, or did you feel like you always had that based on the uh, – level of engagement of your Cowboys training camp videos. No, I've always had that. Mm, oh, okay. Talk that talk. talk, yo, talk. Johnny matches. Okay, matches in the building. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, so tell me, what? why are we not to make most of what's, you know, social media's reaction has been to Dak's two interceptions so far? <laughs> uh, I mean, it is training camp, and they are working on things. And uh, let's just put it this way. If he was out there and they were – let's say in, in these practices, it was a game and they were trying to win the game. Um, I don't know if those certain throws would have been made to those certain receivers. I mean, especially when you have a healthy CD lamb, Michael Gallup, Brandon cooks. 
so uh, yeah, they're working some things out. And uh, I would say the one yesterday to Semifoco. I mean, that's on Semifoco. You got to catch that. I mean, seven on seven, you're not going to get tackled. You got to make that, you know, coming across the middle. Um, and he tipped it up in the air, like we saw happen a little too often last year for the Cowboys. So that wasn't great. Um, and then today on the deep ball, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great play by Nishan Wright. Uh, maybe Dak underthrew it a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't make a ton of that. I just have never been one of these people that looked at his 15 interceptions last year and thought, yeah, there's something wrong with his game. He's, you know, he's not seeing the field right. He's second guessing everything. Like, yes, believe me, I'll, a lot of those interceptions were on him, but there were quite a few catchable balls that would have negated him having 15. Maybe he would add 10. Um, and that's still a lot for him, but, uh, yeah, it's obvious. I get I get the social media side of it. I understand. It's the first two practices, two interceptions, and people want stuff to talk about. But uh, I think it's a little early. Uh, we're talking to John Mashoda of the Athletic right here on one hundred and five through the fan. He is live from Cowboys training camp in Oxnard and out there. Um, I have been really interested, and in, me and KG have had conversations recently about the the comment that Mike McCarthy made about running the damn ball. And how that has kind of shaped the way that people view this to, you know, this offense maybe going, maybe being more offensively, you know, run heavy. But thinking on the way that this, you know, team has structured the roster, the fact that you don't have a lot of running backs that people I didn't feel really great about outside of the building. Have you gotten any idea of like if that running the ball mantra is going to be really something that we see from the Cowboys or if that's kind of just us uh, on the outside making too big a deal out of something that was stated? Yeah, I mean, when that statement was made back at um, in February at the Combine, I, it blew up, and I thought it was a little overblown. But that's because if you just read the quote for what it is, it does sound like, oh, they're about to turn this thing back to, like, 2014, where it was just this, you know, you just knew that they were about to run the ball more in 2014, to, not only because they had a good offensive line and DeMarco Murray, but also because they wanted it so that, Tony, I mean, Tony Romo wasn't having to try and win every game with his arm. And, A, it led to some great success in 2014. And so it's not going to be like that with this team. I just – I cannot see that happening. One, first, before you even get to any, anything up involving the ball or running backs, let me, let me know where this offensive line's at. That's, that's the issue with me. If, if, if you want to run the ball because your offensive line's dominant, run the, run the ball. I mean, that, hey, no one's going to argue with that if, if you're having success, but it just – Ever since Mike McCarthy has been the head coach of this team, there just has not been that offensive line continuity because of so many injuries. And then as we get out here, you know, Zach Martin's not out here right now. And so Josh Ball is filling in for him. And, you know, if they can get it out there where it's they have, you know, Zach Martin back at right guard and Tyler Smith at left guard and, and, and Tyron Smith is healthy playing left tackle and Terrence Steele is healthy playing right tackle, then this offensive line could be outstanding. And they, maybe they do run the ball a little bit more than the plan is right now. But, I have some doubts about that. I think that's that, that's a lot to ask for. I mean, heck, just Tyron Smith alone staying healthy for the full season is a lot to ask for right now. So because of that, I, I just don't – you're not just going to keep running the ball if it's not working. And so because of that, I don't see a, a, a big, major, significant change there. When, when he said that, for me personally, um, I felt like he was referring to the Jacksonville game and the Green Bay game last year mm. where they had leads, maybe run the ball more in those games – and you get out of there with two more wins. I, I felt like it went more in that direction, but hey, you know, you guys know how it is. I mean, once this stuff gets out there, people take it and it just goes and spirals out of control and you can't really control it after that. 
John Machota, the athletic, joining us here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Quote, you all set the tone. I'll be there soon. That is what Tyler Smith said today as Zach Martin texted the offensive line group. How soon do you think we are to a Zach Martin return possibly in your mind? Yeah, it's knowing how Zach Martin's been with this team and how close he is with a lot of players on this team and, and the type of player he is, I just do not see Zach Martin missing all of training camp, and I certainly don't see him missing games. And so maybe he's back in another week. Um, but I just – I don't think – I don't see this as a holdout that's going to – you know, it's kind of like you go back to the Donovan Wilson injury. You know, when you hear that, it's like, hey, it's, it's a calf strain. It's going to keep him out for a while, but he should be ready for week one. I mean, that's what this is ultimately all about you know, is, is getting to week one. And I do ultimately think Zach Martin will be out there. Um, I don't know what that will mean in terms of adjustments to his contract or years yet added on to his contract, but there's just too much riding on this season for so many people involved that I can't see them messing around with the potential not having Zach Martin out there. So maybe he's not back in the next week, but I do think he'll eventually make it out here to California and, when he does, then uh, I think there'll be a lot of Cowboys fans that are uh, sleeping a little easier at night. This is probably a text I should have just sent you earlier, Johnny, <laughs> but I'm going to do it on the air because why not? Uh, were you as shocked as I was that the Trayvon Diggs deal got done as soon as it did? I mean, ahead of CeeDee Lamb or any you know anybody else that we could mention? Um, I personally didn't think he would be the first one out of that group, but when I saw you know what the contract was and the structure of it and all that, I do feel like it's a great deal for, for Trayvon Diggs, but I also feel like it's a pretty good deal for the Cowboys in that they didn't have to make him the highest-paid corner where when you're in the class that he's in, I know some will argue, well, yeah, he gives up some yards and gambles on plays and things like that. But I'm just a, I'm a big believer in when you take the ball away and you get your hands on the ball at the level that Trayvon Diggs does on the back end in the NFL today, there's just so much value in that. And so uh, I, I just – to me, I, I don't think that, that it was that tough of a decision to make for either side. I think that that contract looks good for both. And, and uh, so maybe, hey, maybe this is a little bit of momentum to get one done uh, with C.D. Lamb in the next few days or, or maybe Terrence Steele or, or something like that. But uh, it's good that they got at least one of them out of the way because every day that goes by that they don't get any of them, that's just more questions they have to answer about that. And so – that's definitely a strong start, but yeah, there's a, there's a few more that have to happen, uh, I would think, in the next few weeks. I love that you said that there's more questions that you have to answer because ostensibly you'd be asking the questions, which almost makes yeah. that a threat. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to ask you until you get this done. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. What is John Machota looking forward to as the Cowboys get ready for this weekend's practices as they continue their preparations for this season? I'll tell you what, it's, it's probably the same thing I've been looking forward to for the last few months. And that's, I just, I want to see some practices with full pads on, you know, mm. I just, I mean, what we're seeing yesterday and today is just a continuation of, you know, what we saw at OTAs and mini camp and I mean, it's fine. And, it, and it's cool to see, you know, the guys out there and you can see the quickness and, you know, straight line speed that Brandon cooks adds. And, and that's great, but you really want to see some of these guys getting after each other. Um, and I say that because not just because the you know training camp starting, but I this is for me the best offense versus defense the Cowboys have had in probably over a decade. Uh, just there's just great matchups all over the place that 
are, are going to be fun to watch when the pads are on. It's just right now, um, it's it's a little bit more difficult to judge some of that stuff. And, and you know, you don't want to overrate like, oh, this guy, you know, had this big day or whatever. It's like, well, okay, let's see, you know, when the pads come on, because that's how everything's going to ultimately be judged. And I, I specifically want to see it for a lot of the starters because of the fact that a lot of these guys aren't going to play a ton in the preseason. So this will be some, and then, and then the other thing is that they're not practicing against another team in training camp. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some, you know, first team, first, first team with, with, with the full pads on. I mean, that's a great point. I was going to say, like, we really can't try and take too much from it. But there's, is there anything that you've deemed notable in the first few days of camp? Um, or has it just kind of all been a continuation, like you said? For me, and I, and I hate to overrate this because it's such a common thing to do, especially early in training camp, and that's when it comes to the wide receivers. You know, uh, it's it's easy, especially with the Cowboys, to feel like there's always somebody that kind of catches your eye and things like that during training camp at that position. Um, but Jalen Tolbert is, has, has looked really solid. He's looked like he's very confident in his abilities, where he needs to be, uh, you know, and, and that's a big thing because of just the fact of what they're going to need from him this year, just because, I mean, with Noah Brown gone and, you know, some other moves and things like that, I mean, they, they really need him to step up and be their number four wide receiver. And so through for, first two practices, he's looking like he's on track and, and he certainly said all the right things when we got a chance to talk to him during OTAs at minicamp and, you know, he's, he's put in the work with Dak and uh, I, you know, he's certainly a guy I'll have my eye on, but uh, rookie uh, Jalen uh, Moreno Cropper has been a, uh, you know, one of these undrafted guys that you're just like, he just seems to make plays here and there. And that wide receiver spot after those first three, you know, if they keep five, so I would say Tolbert's pretty much locked in at, at, at being one of the four that leaves Simi Fajoko, maybe another one of these undrafted guys that, potentially make the team you know depending on how they work Cavante Turpin in so I would say that they got some bodies here at wide receiver that would make me think that somebody is going to step up and, and take over that number four and number five spot because it's just so valuable in the NFL today with the way they pass the ball your number four receiver I mean it's there's a chance he, he's getting number three reps you know three four weeks into the season because of a, a maybe a small injury or a major injury so yeah he is the Cowboys training camp video king, the life of the party at Nobu. You can find him on Twitter <laughs> at John Mashota covering the Cowboys for the Athletic. John, I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your California day to hang out with us, man. Thank you. No problem, gentlemen, anytime. There he goes, John Mashota, the Athletic, enough to join us here on the Get Right. Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next. We go around the National Football League where we got a scare in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, among a rash of real high-profile injuries. We'll talk about them next on The Get Right. About to go around the National Football League here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers 105 through the fans to get right. But Reggie KG, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, uh-huh. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app coming up at the top of the hour. Aisha Morrison of DallasCowboys.com going to be joining us live in studio for the entire 8 o'clock hour. Looking forward to having her in studio, getting some of her takeaways so far from football training camp. It is football season. You ever just do that? Sometimes you just sitting around and just football. Just football. It just jumps out of you. Because yeah. I was show on the phone with DirecTV the other day. Like, hey, 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 <laughs> where is my NFL network, damn it? Dang, it had you that pressed. 
pressed. That's crazy. Pressed. But I was able to coax them out of a uh, a deal for the next, you know, 12 months. I was able to get my NFL network back. Like, I'm a loyal DirecTV customer now. The reason, okay, real quick story time with Kevin. The only reason why, before going around the NFL, <laughs> the only reason why I got DirecTV in the first place, my wife really kind of got after me the other day. She was like, why do we have this? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Good question. Like, why are we paying for DirecTV? I was like, well, first of all, it is crucial to my job, actually. That's um, a great lie that we tell people. Well, no, but anyway. Um, and also, it's one of, I think, two carriers at this point. I think Fubo TV is the other one that has Bally Sports. So, you know, kind of watching the Mavericks. You know, oh, kinda, yeah, you missed Mavs, man. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, you know, the guy that talks about the Mavs a lot. Uh, so I kind of got to watch those games when they're not on TNT or on the occasional ESPN broadcast because uh, most of the time they're on on Bally. So, yeah. And plus I like the, uh, you know, DVR feature as well. That kind of helps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she kind of likes that too. You know what that made me? Like people are so happy when they got a deal. They got to tell you about it. Go ahead and text in 877-8115. I want to be that for other people. I, I saw the I saw the brightness Woo! that jumped off of KG's face when he talked about how he talked to DirecTV into giving him Man, a deal. I need you, look, if you need to get that that deal off your chest and let us know about that one time that you got people to do something for you. Because I'm not one for confrontation. Okay. I don't want to have to be that guy, but if they have to, you know, go full heel turn to go get what I want, then I guess I gotta, you know. Handle my business, and I was able to, you know, handle my business. So shout out to Directv. When you coax people to get give you stuff for your birthday. Oh, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking like the time oh. that you called up a company and got them to give you. Know. Yeah, that's yeah. But hey, you know, if you want to I mean, expand that, that out, that's what you want to do. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Let us know. Let's go around the NFL here on the Get Right with Reggie KG. As we do, we start in Cincinnati, Will Chambers as. Uh, the Bengals got a bit of a scare today. Oh, boy. I, I bet the whole damn thing flashed before Mike Brown's high. I'm sure it did because they watched, you know, their star quarterback, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Deal apparently with what is being called a strained calf as he had to leave practice today. As not only did he leave practice, he was carted off the field at Bengals practice. Yeah, that could be a little bit. Um, misleading. It wasn't like he was on the stretcher. They ain't, they ain't like air, uh, you know, they ain't helipad him off or nothing, right? Like he was on the ground. They got him to, to his feet. Paul Pierce or something? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, I mean, he could go to the bathroom if he wanted to. Don't worry about that. Um, no, but like with Joe Burrow, obviously he was down. I'm not trying to minimize the injury, but what I'm trying to, I'm just trying to add more context for those who maybe didn't see the video that was, you know, going around on social media, at least that I saw on social media. Um, Joe Burrow was then helped up after, you know, receiving some level of treatment. You know, he had his arms around some, you know, trainers, but he was able to kind of move on his own. And then he sat down on on the gator or whatever, you know, the cart. So he was carted off. Like, he did not walk off the field. It is It, it is, does bear um, mentioning. However, it wasn't like he couldn't move at all, right? So there's, there's you know, levels to this. And hopefully that gives you a little bit of solace, but ooh, man. And then also the other other contextual thing that I would like to add. Mm-hmm. He had a sleeve on that on that calf already. So that makes me think that he had that that was like maybe a nagging injury, something that he was already dealing with that was maybe re-aggravated, which I'm sure doesn't make you feel incredible, but I'm sure that that also makes you feel a little bit better thinking that this wasn't just like a brand new injury. Adam Schefter had a hell of a tweet. Uh, July 26, 2022, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow had an appendectomy. July 27, 2023, nearly 
a year and a day later, Burrow carted off the practice field <laughs> with the calf injury. Clearly, these are connected. Clearly. Never, never have an appendectomy because that means that you will hurt your calf. That's right. A year later, that's, a year later, in a day. That's the takeaway that I'm mm-hmm. sure Schefter wanted you to have. That's right. Good job being able to surmise that. I'm very smart. Uh, shout out to the two one four. Should I read this out loud? I don't know if I want to read this out loud because that's a hell of a hack right there. Hey man, I ain't say it. Uh, from the two one four, you can call and dispute with Sirius XM Radio and get 75 service for 75% off if you threaten to cancel. Oh, the old threaten to cancel. Woo! Good work. Good work there. The problem is I don't drive around as much. So SiriusXM doesn't become as useful for me. I got to think to use SiriusXM at the house. That's a great point. That's a great point. Although these days, you know, you and I be making a little bit more appearances, you know, on SiriusXM. So, you know, that might be a thing for us. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You might be making a you you the big you the big TV man. They no, call, they be calling you to no, talk about stuff. No, no, no. no. Hey, uh, can we can we talk to Kevin Gray? No. We have Cowboys, that is, Mavericks, nope. things that we need to discuss, and we uh-uh. need a very important person to talk about. No, nope, that's what they call Reginald Atatula. That's right. Who, who is they? Uh, the, the, they them. Oh, okay. Them. If you say so. Thems. Can we talk about the NFL again? Sure. Okay. I thought we were doing it already. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins corner Jalen Ramsey. Woo! Talk about a scare that actually turned into real fear. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is expected to go undergo surgery and expected to miss at least six to eight weeks. He's got a torn meniscus, apparently. Oh, and no. according to Ramsey, it may be even worse um, because I don't know if he's, you've seen him out there on Twitter. He's been out here tweeting about this. Since, oh, has uh, he? Let me yeah, go, yeah, let me yeah. see what he's been putting on the Instagram. Um, yeah, Twitters. talking about, and I'm paraphrasing here, in part, that late season comeback – Gonna be something though. Okay. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Look at, look at the optimism. I, I, I'm interested in it. You know who's gonna be sick? Mike McDaniel. Like we just traded for him, dog. Uh, <laughs> what is, what, what That's is kind of the thing here. Like oh, they just they just got him. Is the humidity in Miami? Why is this all happening? Uh, look, I'm just saying. Um. Yeah. No. But this is the thing: is that that team is also wildly talented. So if there's a team, I mean, obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt, and especially not before you actually get games that matter on the books. However, there's a lot of talent there, and I, I mean, he's right. If he is able to make it back relatively quickly, he could still get out here and help. Uh, I do wonder how does the torn meniscus then, how does, like, you know, the play after the injury? Because sometimes in sports, we are really bad about once somebody's back on the playing surface, we entirely forget the injury. Like, what does the actual play after recovery and coming back to the field look like? Because Jalen Ramsey does, you know, playing quarterback – particularly um, requires a lot of that mobility, a lot of those things that are necessary in those knees. So best case scenario, this is coming from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Sure. Best case, he's right back. He's back right around the season opener. Worst case, he's out much longer because there's a determination that has to be made in terms of his meniscus apparently, Yes, which is doctors will have to determine whether to either remove it Entirely. Oh, we can just take that thing out? Take it out entirely. And then go back to playing football? And then go back to playing football. Wild. Or repair it, which would be a much longer recovery. So he can either get this thing all the way out and then be ready most likely for the season opener or repair it and he'd be out much longer. Yeah, I think I want my meniscus for the remainder of my life. Yeah, my mama gave me that. Yeah, I'm a I, would have, like to, I would like to keep it. Yeah, I would like to keep that. My, so I'm my, a, my menisci have sentimental value to yeah, me. Correct. Yeah. So I'm going to go with option uh, option B, which is to keep it. And y'all going to see me in a... Well, I'll catch you next year. Is in, that what you did? 
you don't catch me on the other side. Okay? Because that bank account, gonna, you know, that thing's going to deposit every week the way that it needs oh boy. to. Who's, what does their November. cornerback depth look like? Uh, shout out to Xavier Howard. He's he going to cover both sides <laughs> at the same time? All, he got okay. to cover it all for uh, the Miami Dolphins. He be trying, though. He's so damn good. Oh, my goodness. Xavier <laughs> Howard's so good. That's what made it so fun yes. that the Dolphins traded for Jalen Ramsey. Is yes. that you got Ramsey on one side and Xavier Howard on the other. Now, Howard's looking around like, well. And that's also hitting their salary cap some crazy, too. Don't forget. For, like, for both of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. of the highest paid corners in the NFL. So, uh, all the best to Jalen Ramsey. Hopefully, he can come back uh, much sooner than later. But the Dolphins already dealing with a major injury from one of their major offseason acquisitions. From the 469, what does the meniscus do? That's a fantastic question. I will do some Googles for you. Oh, that's sweet, 972. Deal of a lifetime. Get to listen to Reg and KG for free. My brother. Yeah, don't complain about it either. Appreciate you. Remember, it's free. I want you to keep that energy when y'all don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, as we finish up around the National Football League, apparently your boy Saquon had an epiphany about that contract that he signed. I, I want to go where you're going. I also want to give this person credit from the a okay. They said any white boys that can step in, I appreciate you. That's, that's a true listener. That's funny. That's a good listener right there. You get the elite uh, text clap right there. Uh, but, yeah, apparently your boy Saquon had a quote-unquote epiphany after he signed his new contract. Now, that contract, of course, is a one-year deal uh, for $10.1 million with close to a an additional $1 million in available incentives uh, and includes a $2 million upfront signing bonus to which Saquon Barkley said, quote, I can sit here and lie to you and be like, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't this, that, and the third. That would be just a flat-out lie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm mature enough to understand that it's a business. Understand that deals don't get done every year. Specific to my position, we didn't get a deal done. Me and my team felt we were in good faith trying to get a deal done. The Giants felt that they were in good faith trying to get a deal done. That's life. That's life. Uh, sometimes you don't come to an agreement. I had to come to a decision, and like I said, I had an epiphany. I had a mindset of what I was going to do. I changed my mind, end quote. You buying that? That's nice. Uh, what he what he realizes, I can't fight the machine by myself. It's honestly the weird thing about like the running back situation because like I think a lot of people understand that like in some way, whether you feel like morally – I mean, obviously, logically, a lot of people will understand the way that the circumstances and the system is built and kind of see how running backs end up in the situation that they do. But, like, morally, I think a lot of people can understand they out there putting their body on the line and it doesn't feel right that they're not quite getting a fair shake. Um, but, the, the, you know, it's a machine. And on in the individual, right, like, he looks at him like, I can't fight the machine. But there's a lot of people that have been out here like, well, why don't you running back sit out and not play? And I'm like... That's what a union is for, right? Like the idea that they have a smaller unionization in there. It's like, no, that's the whole reason that we have collective bargaining so that we can take the might of all of these players and kind of work in that way. But even then, still kind of fighting the machine. Like that's the scary <laughs> part is like, I wonder if that if that was just. And the machine is set up to beat you. Right. I wonder if that was just Saquon going, I myself can't beat him or us running backs can't beat him. Or the really scary part is us players enti- entirely can't beat him. And that would be a really sad place to be. It's just like, let me take my cash, which I mean, I understand there's a lot of people listening and 
that cash is like $10 million, dog. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but also remember these people are trading on their body, and sometimes they have to just pull their meniscus out like it's a card, pick a card, any card, right? Like, that's that's the tough part about this. Uh, speaking of menisci, uh, <laughs> Lady T, yes, I did that intentionally. Lady yes, T said, you don't need to know what it does. It wouldn't be there if you didn't need it, which is a great point. I love that perspective. It's in there for a reason. Just leave it, leave it in there. Just, just leave it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, just, that's the overarching point. Just leave it in yeah. there. That's your trip around Jalen Ramsey's meniscus uh, around the NFL here on the game. Menisci. Correct. Meniscads? Nope. Multiple meniscuses? Nope. Nope. You were good with menisci. You were were good there. You were good there. Coming up next, Aisha Morrison joins us live in studio. Meniscus. Next on the Get Right. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 